the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. I guess that is what I would ask you before we get into the indictment itself and some of the issues surrounding it. Um, First reaction when you heard that an indictment was going forward against a former president of the United States. To, to say it was unprecedented is only the beginning of the discussion, really, isn't it? Oh, yeah. No, no. I mean, it's, it's, it's unbelievable un, um, that this has happened, uh, quite honestly, at this period of time. Right. I mean, what, what, we, what we would have expected if it was a normal um, uh, type of investigation, you know, the special prosecutor was only appointed. Uh, in a relatively short period of time, many people might not remember know this, but he was actually injured in uh, in a biking accident in Europe, and so was out there for several months before he could actually come and take his duties. And and as a way of context, you know, there was the Hillary Clinton um, investigation into her servers. Right. There was a David Petraeus uh, investigation, yeah. and all of those investigations took a significantly long period of time. Yeah, and yet, you know, the the um, the, the raid on on uh, the, in Florida on the, on the club only happened several months ago, and we all already have an indictment. Yeah. So don't get me wrong; the government has been preparing for this for for a while. Sure. But it was just interesting that that it, it came this quickly. Yeah, it really is. It was also interesting how many darn counts uh, were oh, yeah. were put there. I thought the special process. You know, one of the things I said. I mean, it's it's to read it is 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 to read a very damning document. I mean, you read it and even people yeah. I talked to who were ardent and are ardent Trump supporters were calling me today and said, well, I, you know, maybe he is guilty. Uh, and and one of the things I've, I, I've said, and, you know, we, we, we can't possibly know yet, this is the very first phase, but it is true that as someone who's been a little bit involved in other litigation, sometimes with myself, sometimes on behalf of people in years past, you do read one side and you go, holy cow, and you don't say holy cow. Um, it's, oh, yeah. it, it's the first salvo, and, you, and, and the temptation is to think, well, they got me, or I've got no case, depending on whether you're plaintiff, defendant, or plaintiff in defense. Right? I mean, it is important to note that, too. It's not. It's not only important to note that, and that's just that's just you know law one hundred and one. You read the complaint for the first time, and you're like, "Wow, I'm going to jail!" And that's you're like, right. Wow, right. it's just divorce proceedings. <laughs> yeah. Come on, but you know, it's, it's it, you just feel like it's, it's damning right off the bat. But in in this context and at this level, you, you, people have to fully appreciate. And, and I'll, I'll actually go back to the January sixth commission yep. and how those were produced and orchestrated. Yep. Right, they were very prime time. The amount of eyes that went into this yeah. and the language that was used was very specific mm-hmm. and, and crafted in such a way to be basically tell this story. Mm-hmm. But this story, you know, is is only within these pages right. itself. Now, don't get me wrong; it's a long, long document. Yeah, uh, almost forty-three pages, a little over forty-three yeah. pages. 
But the reality is, is that the language is, is, is particularly picked. And so you have to first, you know, obviously read it. I do encourage people to read it. Always yep. read the, the source document. Yep. But then take it into context and understand all of the evidence and information that would lead into this. And including, as I've mentioned before, about the grand jury um, um, uh, proceedings. Now, we, we talked previously on the show about the about the New York grand jury right. subpoena, or, 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 subpoena right. proceedings. Right. And in that, in that context... What I had said, and I'll reiterate it now, you know, the prosecute or the defense counsel, Trump's counsel, are going to get all of the transcripts from the grand jury proceedings. Remember and that, what yes. Was actually yes. told yes. to the grand jury. Yes. And they may say, hey, listen, there was information that was withheld and that the grand jury would have heard X, Y, and Z. Yeah. They may have come to a different conclusion, such as maybe somebody had given advice to President Trump from a legal standpoint as to what his capabilities were, which are sometimes complex. I'm yeah, in the government, yeah, for goodness sake. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I had to sit down with an ethics lawyer about what I could and could not do when yeah. I left the Navy. Yeah. So it, 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 is, it is a pretty complex scenario, and you have to, once we get through today, and, and this is going to be, uh, uh, anybody who thinks this is going to be a short term, I, I know that special the special prosecutor was on the news recently and yeah. saying the speedy trial and was going to look for a speedy trial. Uh, that's it's going to be a tough one for that. Brett, as you read through this indictment today, did anything particularly stand out from the, I want to ask you first about from the way the prosecution wrote it? And then I want to ask you a little bit about the allegations themselves. But did any anything strike you as as eyebrow raising or a little uh, different than you you would normally see in an indictment, or did it look like it was a fairly by the book standard practice indictment? No, no. I mean, even the, even the structure it was it was different, right? Okay. It was written more um, as a, a story, you know, and then obviously got into the counts at the end. And don't get me wrong, you you, you sometimes have it, but the way it was structured, the most the most notable thing um, that that I noticed was the reliance on testimony to the grand jury yeah. from Trump's attorneys. And, and people might not know this, but some of Trump's attorneys, personal attorneys, were required to testify before the grand jury and testify and provide documentation um, to, to support their testimony and, or, and the questions that were being asked by the special prosecutor. So that, that's one thing. But then when that's turned around and actually used as as evidence within the complaint itself, that was a little bit eyebrow uh, eyebrow raising, because what you would normally do is that you would if if the judge is going to allow an attorney to break the attorney client privilege, which is like one of the most sacrosanct uh, privileges that we have in this country, and there's there's so much underpinnings about it. Um, usually, that's to go find out other I- evidence that would be out there that you would then use. But but in here, there were clear statements that the attorneys gave that then were relied upon. And now, now that's a crux for the special prosecutor in this case, because um, some of the, let's say, the obstruction of justice um, claims that are being being presented, it was a, it was clearly a if if true, obviously, a, a client who was asking their attorney for guidance. Mm-hmm. Hey, if I do this, right. can I do it? Right. That that's not that's not obstruction of justice. Right. That's that's how our system works, and you want just like going to see a counselor or going to see a priest. You want that person to be able to ask their attorney for advice and guidance so that they're not breaking the law, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So that I think that's very important that uh, that that at least several of the claims were based off of allegedly uh, originally attorney-client privileged information that a judge 
allowed to be breached. So that's going to be that's going to be one of the first motions that right off the bat. Um, the the oh, go ahead. I'm no, no, you go that. ahead. You're fine. Yeah, yeah. No. So so then then you get into some of the acts of other people again. Attorneys. There's mm-hmm. a lot. As, as President Trump has, he has a lot of attorneys, yeah. had a lot of attorneys over, <laughs> yes. over, over his yes. career. Yes. You know, I think I saw one thing where he's been involved or his organization has been involved in like 3,500, um, you know, lawsuits over, over his business tenure, which is, you know, a tactic. And so, you know, the special prosecutor is going up against somebody who really knows the judicial system. Yeah. But even such as the certifications and other assertions that were made by the lawyers to the government, and that were then portrayed to to uh, President Trump. I think that that's also going to be difficult hurdles because lawyers, um, you know, the, the sins of a lawyer are not really passed on to their clients. Right. right. And, and that's the whole reason to have lawyers interacting with the government. So I think that that's also going to be an interesting. The roles of the lawyer and and how the privilege is going to work out is just going to be a, a, a crux of this case going forward. Again, to state what I said earlier, a prosecutor can, you know, shape the narrative and include in his indictment whatever he or she wants. But I have to tell you, uh, in looking at some of the what you might call texts or trans uh, texts and transcripts of conversations, there are some ellipses in there. I have that, and 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 they don't show to me full context. It seems to me that would be eyebrow raising too. A little it, bit, it, or at least something for, obviously Trump's attorneys will seize on, at least. Sure, absolutely. And, and not for a complaint, right? Okay. So your, your complaint is supposed to be short and succinct. Yeah. Um, for, for a criminal complaint with 38 counts, this is pretty short. Okay. I'll be honest. Okay. Okay. Um, so, so you have that. But there is a, there's a rule. It's called the rule of completeness. Right. That, you know, they're not they're not going to be able to just cherry pick the evidence and cherry pick the transcripts and the recordings because everything is within context. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're a parent and you have kids, you know that there's a rule of completeness yes. because those kids are very, very good about yes. plucking out. the yes, yes. And not fully the context around it. Yes. And the same thing is here, too. So once all of those recordings are turned over um, and you actually see the documents. Then, um, then it's going to be a full, more uh, fulsome document, and more. But again, the rule of completeness will come into a play, and the government's not going to be able to cherry pick that going forward. Now, yeah, go ahead. Is, yeah, well, go ahead. Yeah, please. Yeah, no. So the question is, is that when you're faced with something like this, and you you, you do have precedent on other high profile um, um, individuals. So you brought up the Hillary Clinton yeah, example right, earlier. Right. Is, is that is there, are there constitutional challenges that you want to make up front of, hey, people of this high level, cabinet level to president, mm-hmm. are, is, is there an unequal treatment because right. it, it, technically Hillary Clinton on her servers, the information we have is, is that it was very similar, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that, and she was not prosecuted. Mm-hmm. But then you have General Petraeus, mm-hmm. um, who was also dealing with classified information and with his girlfriend mm-hmm. transferring information back and forth, mm-hmm. he was prosecuted, settled out pretty quickly for a misdemeanor. Mm-hmm. Scooter Libby also, if you might remember, mm-hmm. uh, relayed the information about a name of a CIA agent. Yep. One act, right? Yep. Here we have 38. That was the Valerie and, Plain and case. Yes, right. Valerie exactly. Plain, right. Plain case. And, and again, they didn't get him on that claim. It was on the obstruction right. of justice claim. Right. So you have to look at this, at all of the charges, kind of intertwined, although you can, you know, each charge is supposed to stand on its own, 
to kind of understand where the special prosecutor is going here. Last question, if maybe second to last or last question. Um, the Espionage Act, the use of the Espionage Act, I know it fairly well from previous work. Um, that one shocked me. That one shocked me. But am I right to be shocked or wrong to be shocked? Maybe it's all they have. I think it's all they have okay. on, on that context. Okay. And, and it's, it does support um, some of the other ancillary right. charges. Right. And that's what, what I was just mentioning is that if you do knock out one charge, some yep. of the other ones are going to fall. Okay. Were there any of the uses of 18 U.S.C., what I think they, they, they implicated about eight or nine of them, any of them that, that, that eyebrow raised for you? Or did it look like this is how you stack a civil law into, criminal, uh, into, into yeah. a criminal indictment? Yeah. I mean, the, I exactly say that, that because the Presidential Records Act was deliberately a civil law, right? No, un- understood. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's exactly, exactly right. And, and the, it, 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 they did it correctly, okay. right? For, so from a procedural standpoint, um, it, it, from at least my initial reading of it, it's, it's looking like they, they dot their I's and cross their T's. And as I mentioned before, the amount of eyes that were probably yeah. on this before yeah. it got filed was, yeah. was immense. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership program offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.